The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. So glad to be here. I enjoy the show. Um, it's one of the things I enjoy over and beyond so many things that I, that I do. Um, when we talk about intentional I think there's tremendous power. I think that uh, our phenomenal guests that we have today will be evident just that very thing. You know, so many people are waiting for that other day when everything comes together or they don't have any problems anymore or, you know, whatever. I say good luck in the afterlife, but they're waiting on everything to be quote unquote perfect or some kind of standard before they're dipping in and being a change agent, a difference maker and being intentional about contributing to society. You know, we're not here to have answers to all the problems of the world, but if we focus on one or two areas, the rippling effect can can change the the course of, of humanity at any given time. And so it's my pleasure to welcome today Kiko Ellsworth. Thank you for being on our show, sir. So glad to have hey, you. Hey, well, thank you so much. Uh, greetings, everybody. It's such such a pleasure. I'm just happy to be alive. I'm, I'm just blessed. Uh, I love you both. Uh, just let's just let's just do this thing we call life. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're gonna do this thing we call life. And, and speaking of life, you have you have quite a quite a background. And everyone, you can go on his website or on Instagram, Kiko Ellsworth. We're talking to an Emmy Award-winning actor. We're talking about a real high-energy human being. I think he is on B12 all the time. And he's just um, rocketing, and with that energetic field of being a change agent. But how did you weave from, I mean, so many people, at least in celebrity America, think about, oh, I got to be an actor, and that's my, that's my arrival and my destination. But you had, not that you can't do both, but you had kind of a, an awakening or an epiphany or... How did you start caring about um, all the rest of us? I love the way you frame that. It's so perfect because, you know, I, I, I grew up with my mom. She called me always her sunshine. And I think I started off on the right foot. And then um, something traumatic happened to me when I was a child. And I think that happened with a lot of us. You know, traumatic things happen. 
as children. And um, it, was a, it was an interaction with my dad, and it was unintentional by him. But I, I, what I made up as a child is that my dad didn't believe in me. And then I started becoming afraid, and I stopped believing in myself, and I stopped shining my own light. And I, I went on for like that, trying to find my way back for like 35 years. But in the midst of that, you know, like I did, like when I got into acting, it was just, um, it was about like kind of like getting over my stage fright. And then getting into the acting, it became like more about, it's just sort of insidiously became about my ego and all this other stuff. And then it started to feel really kind of icky. And I got really far away from uh, really caring about life and the things that were most important. I just, it just got skewed. And so thank God I, I, I met uh, my former wife and uh, she just, she was just filled with spirit. She's just filled with spirit. And I was like, that's, that's what I want. I want that for me, you know? And so for any, for, for any, for anybody that's looking to transform their lives or to transform the lives of somebody else, it's like the, the most powerful thing I, I believe is like, be that example. Like, you know, we can't really change somebody, but when we're changing ourselves and we're just being an example and we're just seeking something better for ourselves, we inspire people. And she, she inspired me to like, want to be a better version of myself. And so um, I started going towards her and started sort of releasing the entertainment and, you know, over about a 10 or 15 year period, actually, um, it was a process happened of really releasing my ego. And during our marriage, I did everything wrong. Like, you know, I mean, I did some stuff right, obviously. Um, but I did so much that I just didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, I think, and then finally, when we started co-parenting, when we started co-parenting the same house, she had a boyfriend and I was like, you know, I'm not ready to like, you know, you know, be with anybody like that. But she came to me one day and she said, I want, you know, can you, you know, can you, I'm stuck with this, this relationship of mine, you know, and I can't really give him my heart. Can you, you know, can you give me your blessing to move forward in this relationship? And so I gave her my blessing and this, the, so we call that our completion ceremony. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of in my life. And it rocked our world. It was more beautiful than our wedding. Our wedding had tears. Everyone was crying in the audience. And it was more amazing than our wedding. And this was just a little impromptu um, completion ceremony in, in our my garage studio when we were living in the same house. And, you know, in that moment, I had given her, you know, my blessing. And I, you know, I thanked her for the the lessons, thanked her for, you know, caring for me for, you know, everything that we had been through. And it was a mixture of like five different emotions, like complete and utter awe, shock, joy, um, you know, uh, nervousness, uh, crying. It was, it was tremendous. It was uh, otherworldly. And I think just from that moment forward, um, I knew how to, that's when I really became a man. And that's really when I became a man because I, I became present in my heart and my spirit by knowing how, really knowing how to demonstrate my love for someone else. And um, I think that's what really put it all together for me. And then ever since then, I really started getting on track. What a, what a powerful story. Um, Pico, are you able to hear me okay? Uh, it's so-so. I mean, it could be better. Um, you're kind of going in and out. I'm just, I'm just not sure why, um, actually. That's a little better. Yeah, that's a little better, whatever you just did. Okay, let's, let's work it and make it a little better. Okay. 
Okay, how about that? Is that even better? It's so so. You went a little further away. You came closer for a moment, and then you went a little further away. But I I can hear you, so we'll work with it. Okay. Yep. Nothing. So that's not good. All right. I'm just gonna. Not really sure what's going on. I guess it's all your energy. Your your voice with your with your energy. Is that any better? Hey hey. Yeah, hey. I think that's much better. Oh good, because we just. We just want to be in the in the space because it's between those moments of speaking that there's a there's a new awareness and it, it's interesting you know what you're saying because you're you're kind of bringing to light something I just was talking about with you know celebrating uh, Martin Luther King and and the energy of that and I was talking about how when you had felt like you weren't worthy or in your dad's eyes you were a certain way and. It's amazing how many people in our society live by this realm that they are broken, you know, and um, in our creation, we're not broken. We're not broken at all, but we're either programmed because of religiosity or parental or education that we are broken people. And it's interesting when we're broken, we keep going to that hole, don't we? <laughs> you know, something hits it, something uh, touches it and but and I think yeah. it's it's just wonderful for um, because when I was a teenager, you know, I was becoming aware that I was gay. So I was like really broken, <laughs> you know. And yeah. so in that space, it's like a lot of times my hearing was about you can't get to know me. You can't get close because if you really did, you would know that deep down I'm just really broken. And I, I love that in your life, you were able to fill that hole. And it sounds like that your wonderful conscious relationship you know, kind of filled that hole in and kind of open your heart in a in a much bigger way, which is what we have the potential to do through scarring, right? Is that it it yeah. brings out this whole sacred new reality of, of us. And I just love that you're exemplifying, sharing, uh, conscious and what you're doing and what you're bringing to the table to help so many people, not, not only, you know, men of color, which is one of your areas, which I, you know, want to hear all about. But the youth, it's just so powerful what you're doing. So with coming I, I into being with her, then did you did you just kind of say, I'm willing to serve. I just need to know how. Or how did that how did that clarity come about and what how you stand today? You know, for me, um it was it was always a process, uh, a process on how to love myself, because she was during our marriage, you know, she was always trying to get me to love her, and it was it was really a, a, an impossible feat because I had no frame of reference on how to love myself and what that looked like, and when that when that day finally happened of our completion ceremony it just all came together in that point and you know my, one of my mentors years before that happened had said something to me when I was really at my lowest when I had sort of released my ego but before I'd really built my own spiritual foundation and uh, I remember I was sitting in the parking lot I had a security job I hated it you know but I was grateful but I'm like this is not I'm like I'm trying I'm not on my path and and I remember he had said, you know, Kiko, it's divinity before humanity. 
And that really rocked my world. That really hit home for me. And I said, yeah, I could, I could build off of that. I could, I could really start to build, you know, some sort of internal foundation off of that concept that I, that I know to be true. You know, there's, there's nothing that I can look at where that doesn't apply that concept of divinity before humanity. And, you know, so by the time our uh, completion ceremony came, you know, that really started to help move forward because so many, so many, so many of us, are, you know, we go through divorces and if we use that word divorce, we already know the feelings that that comes up. It's lawyers, it's vengeful, it's money, it's kids, it's crying, it's pain. Like that's our sort of association with like divorce. And at some point, those feelings also, for some reason, they started to want to try to come into my space, but you know, of her and I actually, and we had to like fight off that that sort of knee jerk reaction to want to uh, be in this sort of divorce energy where you automatically become enemies. And so, long story short, we really flipped it. And for me, divinity before humanity was a big thing that like that allowed me to truly overcome any sort of negative energy towards her or towards myself. Uh, with regards to the transition that we were going in, going through, um, you know, it really allowed me to look at her as my sister. Like, I love her, like, besides, like, outside of my mother and our daughter, I love her more than any woman in the, in the entire world, my former wife, who, you know, lives somewhere else. I, I helped her move into her boyfriend's place after we moved out of our house. I helped her move out of there. And... You know, I'm you know I'm cool with him. Like I want what's good for her. Like she like I think if if all of us just start to realize, you know, it, we're brothers and sisters, and it's not just the same. You know, like she really is my sister first. She's my divine sister first, before any of this husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance stuff. And you know, I, I had to be able to see more than her physical self, her humanity. I had to see more than just who she was physically. To, to overcome like the any sort of uh, any sort of negative influence or worldly influence, uh, you know, to be able to see her in her higher self, to be able to give her my blessing, to keep moving forward, so our child would be protected, you know. And I, 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 and that's just you know that's just one of my I just love, you know, I love all my brothers and sisters. Like I look at my dad, and I really see my dad as my brother first, and then he's my dad. You know, I look at and my daughter as she's my sister first. And then she's my daughter, you know, because I really just take that as truth, like divinity before humanity, you know. And um, for me, that works. For me, that allows me to love everybody. And I can say it with clarity, with purpose, with love. I can say I love you. I can say I love the guy that, you know, brought me on this TV show. I, you know, I can say it with this clarity because, you know, the way I know it to be true is that we all come from the same source. And at the end of the day, that's where we all go, you know. And um, so, you know, I got to keep things simple. So. It's, but but to answer your question more succinctly, you know, it 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 has always been a desire, but it it, it comes it comes in phases where I just never gave up. I just even when I was in my in my marriage and I was you know kind of <laughs> failing at it, but not really. When I was doing everything wrong, which is sort of like market research on what not to do, and then you finally discover how to do it by discovering all the ways not to do it. Like that was sort of my <laughs> like market research thing. Um, 
but but the really it was always been a, it's always been a process. I mean, we're always evolving, and I've just never given up to you know um, 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 just wanting to 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 love and to to be better and to be a better version of myself, if you will. And so I'm still growing. I'm like I don't have it all figured out. You know what I'm saying? Like I <laughs> trust me, I I really don't. But I do. I do know what I know. The simple things is, and and I do know a little something about how I love, you know. And I do know a little something about the power of love. Like that's the only power. And like I said, I don't have it all figured out, but like I got enough figured out for me where I can be happy and I can affect a few people. So like I'm good with that for now, and I'm just gonna keep learning. I love it. You you know you're you're tuning right into the Eastern way of Namaste. You know, the God within me meets and recognizes the God within you. And when we are in that space, it is powerful. It, you're, you're also describing the, the new family, you know, the collective family of what it can look like and what it can be like. And, you know, it, and I think it goes back to a lot of people of that whole, you know, that some people have never been taught. You don't have to be mad to leave. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to be mad to leave. You can just leave and change or divorce or separate or whatever from a space that you are great together and you would be more apart. And that is that um, we need more of those kind of conversations, you know, that that you're having because it's the difference really between approaching people from your personality and your psychology to as a soul. You know, and I just I just love that because it's uh, you're 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 just holding in such high regard everyone. And there's a different level of of listening because we are programmed to focus on our differences uh, more often than not than our than our sameness. You know, so very, very um, powerful stuff. And when you then set out to, um, you know, do some programs or. You saw some needs. I mean, you're in L.A. You're still in L.A., right? And so you see the kind of things that are going on in the, in the culture there. And we know suicide uh, staggering is um, between 10 and 34-year-olds. I'm in a film about that with Deepak Chopra. It's the number two reason cause of death. Who thought we would face these kind of things, right, in our, in our space today? Um, did any particular area grab your heart? as far as what you wanted to focus on initially or has it just kind of evolved and, and, and come to you? Some of your workshops and things, they look and your university, yeah. you've just done a lot. So um, I know it's yeah. a lot of people helping you, but it's, it's just, um, you're just a beautiful guy. Beautiful oh, thank guy. You, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I just, I appreciate that. I know we're doing this interview, but again, I just, you know, I want to say I appreciate you. I love you. And to our, you know, anyone who's listening, you know, we don't really hear that enough. We don't really hear from a place of, you know, uh, I guess not wanting anything except, hey, you know, I'm just going to shine my light and I just want you to shine your light and just love because that's what you are and possibly what we do best. <laughs> when we start to, you know, see clearly. And so I love you, you know, whoever's listening. I love you from the middle of my soul, the middle of my heart. And um, that's just, just because I love you. That's, that's the only reason why. And 
the, to answer your question, you know, it's always been evolving. It's always an evolutionary process. And I just want to say that it's, it's like, you know, we live in this world, right? And there's, there's many different elements to create a world. And so I, I'm a, I love just bouncing around and doing a lot of this, a lot of that to create a world, you know. And, you know, sometimes I'm over here because I started off really working with uh, women for the better part of like a decade and a half in female empowerment and self-defense and, you know, um, taking up space and self-expression and all that stuff. And, you know, so that's a, a huge a huge part of it. And that's something that will always be there and so I kind of like go in these sort of cyclical things like the seasons right you always you kind of you know every year we're going to go through these four seasons or so right so that's I'm the same way like I'm always going to touch certain things so you know I really started off doing a lot of um, getting to know myself with working with women and getting to know and accept and understand that the feminine aspect within me by working with women and um, and to also learn what that relationship is and to really, I just learned so much. That was like university 101 right there. And then I've worked with like children as well for, for many years, being a special ed teacher and then, then teaching kids um, uh, uh, leadership and on-camera training and how to express themselves and have their voice and have their opinion and be truthful and honest and you know, being who they are, and then, um, and then now also, you know, working with with men, men of color. Um, but you know, it's it's, it, and then you know, and then teaching yoga for men and women, uh, just men and women in general. So I'm always going to jump at all these different levels because, you know, right now, yes, you know, and I'm always going to support men of color. I'm a man of color, and you know. If you got ten houses on the block and one's burning down the most and it's halfway burning, you better give that thing attention. You know what I'm saying? If, if we really want all those houses to be safe, and whatever, whatever one is going to burn down, give that one attention. If it's a ne- the next one, go give that one attention. You see what I'm saying? So that's what is, is is needed most right now is our brothers of color is learning how to love ourselves, how to heal ourselves, how to show up, how to just come back and really acknowledge the beautiful, uh, powerful, yeah. loving beings that we are because we're not, we're not angry. We're not, you know, that's not who we are by nature. And, you know, it's, it's really just the house that's burning down the most right now that, that, that is, I feel is a part of my mission to contribute to helping that get back to uh, like a balance and a normal. So, you know, we can be happy as well. And, you know, but, but also, you know, there's, there's me and my former wife, you know, work with, um, you know, holding that space for uh, people that are in transition from their marriage. Because everything transitions. Everything comes to a completion. There's always a beginning, middle, end. Beginning, middle, end. And sometimes that end or that completion comes in the middle of a marriage. And we have to know how to complete it properly. Sometimes that completion comes at the end of a life or whatever, or at the end of a job. We have to know how to complete things properly. And we have to know how, how when things are truly supposed to be complete. And not just stay there just because of, you know. So I just think that's the way we're, the direction that's very beneficial to, to learn how to, like, um, embrace these, these processes uh, naturally. So, um, so yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's – uh, and then so, so yeah. So I'm going to, you know, always work. And then we work with men overall. So I, I work with other um, 
male leaders that have groups of other men, so, and we connect. So it's a, it's a multifaceted thing. I just, you know, I have a lot of fun with it, and I just, it's just, it's a lot of, you know, I feel like I'm being of use. When I was just acting, I just, it's, acting is fun, but, like, I just feel like I wasn't having the parts of me used to the best of my ability. But now, like, doing all these different things, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, a little over here, over here. I feel like I'm expanding in all these opposite directions, which feels really great. Well, I know that it has um, already occurred, and yet I'm confident you're going to do some more. How did your men of color a seminar workshop go because you, you just recently are coming off of that so what was the yeah. intention and um what was the you know aspect of that for yourself and how did you move forward with that yeah thank you uh the evolving men of color virtual summit was last saturday january um, 16th and it was it was phenomenal it was phenomenal. That that event really served as the kickoff event for the national campaign to, you know, um, really serve as a starting point, an acknowledgement, a celebration of men of color speaking about uh, our challenges, our issues, celebrations, um, really coming back into like balance, supporting each other. Um, it was it was it was the the first event of of its kind like that to. Uh, help us move forward to finding love back within ourselves, you know, and that's, that's a success. And it, it wouldn't matter if one person showed up or a thousand people showed up, you know, really it's, it's, it's a, it's sort of like, you know, when you, you get on the moon and you stick that flag there, it's like, okay, this is where we're starting. Uh, at least for me and my contribution, because different men are doing it all over. Uh, but this is, this is my contribution. And so it was a great turnout. I mean, we had, all men's panels, and then I had a desire. I was like, oh, but I gotta add a women's panel, but I don't. I have to accept the context properly. So we had a women's panel that was an all women's panel, which was so tremendous. And it was, um, if I can remember the title correctly, it's, it was uh, goddesses, empresses, and queens invoking the king in you. And it's mm-hmm. the basic premise: if, if you if you call a boy bad, he'll be bad. But if you call him a king, what will he become? You know, and who, how he will he behave? And so this that, that panel, I even got to um, – I moderated from behind the scenes, so I wasn't inter- interacting with the women. We had a couple of other uh, – my friend Christy Ferris and Candy Lewis, who is the beneficiary of the nonprofit Positive Results Center in uh, South L.A., they really moderated it. Um, but being a part of that and just seeing the love that, you know, our sisters have for their, our, their brothers, and it's just a communication because once we get communicated – men and women, you know, you and me, once we get communicating, I think we can do anything from there. That's good out about it. And we'll be right back after this short break because we're, we're going to be in store for a whole lot more. We'll be right back. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome you and greet you and we're so glad that you are 
that you are here with us. And today I've just really been enjoying this so much as we're talking with Kiko Ellsworth. And you can go to his website, Kiko Ellsworth, or you can go to his Instagram. And to find out more about him and everything that he somewhat spearheads. And um, we're going to be delving into the Ma'at University that he has. And lots of programs for, for men, for women, and for children. Welcome back. I missed you. Hey, I missed you too. <laughs> we went for a couple of minutes and didn't talk there. So um, we were before we were... Um, Cut to break. You were elaborating on uh, on the the success of the summit that you're going to do every year, Men of Color. And then underneath that, you've been building this um, tremendous university. Did that? Are there is there a connection there, or or were you like um, it was with me that you had to come up with ways to be re repeatable and recyclable? Yeah, for me, um, one thing that's guaranteed is I'm always doing the same thing. I'm only doing one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just building this, uh, this you know, a part of building this world that can help transform people. And that, that world has many different elements. So, yes, there's a school element to it. Yes, there's the evolving men of color element to it. There's the female empowerment element to it. There's the, you know, supporting our children, youth element to it. There's the helping these um, marriages come to uh, uh, completion and supporting families element to it. You know, at some way there's the uh, entertainment aspect of it, you know. Uh, so there's, there's many different um, levels to it. And so it's interesting because when this whole, uh, this, this, this thing that's going on in the world right now kind of hit us last year, I was, I was in the middle of, uh, you know, about to, produce a, the, 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 the docu-series that we were creating. And I said, well, this is not going to happen. So, you know, we were forced to stay home. And so right then and there, I really pivoted to uh, really focusing on really building the online school and really bringing all this stuff online and really putting all the courses together that we, we had been working on the, the year prior. So, um, you know, it's all, it's all a part of the same uh, uh, world and all these different elements, you know, like the elements of a society, what you need to work, you need the education, you need the grocery, you need the bank, you need the, you know, the army, you need these different elements to make a, a nation work. And so that's, that's how I see what this is. And, and, you know, it might look like at times that, you know, maybe I'm on TV or maybe I'm producing this, or maybe I'm doing a course or maybe doing this, or maybe I'm bouncing around, but it's all a part of the same sphere. With that one common thread. So let's just, let's jump forward a little bit because, you know, we've been talking about that because, you know, the honoring and the memory of Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King, and more than let's just talk about him and quote him, but integrating, okay, what are some things that we can all do right now, today, tomorrow, in the neighborhoods, like you're saying, in the backyard, um, Let's just go ahead because, you know, with him, it was he didn't ask people to, you know, have firearms and build walls and, you know, fight, fight, fight. It was that nonviolent approach to creating a vision for people to step into. Um, so you've stepped into your vision and it's, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, 
what are some of the things through this level of empowerment do you do you see with that core that's going to occur so we can all hold that for you so it's it's the time has gone by and all these teachings have occurred and people are integrating i i believe i know what you're going to say but i'm just curious oh i i, I bet you don't <laughs> 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 I think you have. I think I think you have. A, I think you have a, a, a hint, a glimmer, but like you know, the 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 the, manif- the the manifestation of that would be would be happening would be um, uh, uh, flourishing in Los Angeles County, where I grew up, and that's really the focal point of being able to see an evolving man of color at at that that being the epicenter and from there you you automatically start to see evolving families of color and evolving communities of color and from there you once the in a sense the bottom of the totem pole can evolve it'll stop holding everything else up so to speak you know then every all other communities whatever color they are we can all really start to evolve because now you have a a particular uh, part of the community that is now contributing greatly to the whole. And that's going to allow the whole to really move forward in a very, very powerful way and transform in a sense what we consider, you know, as you know, people of color being an anchor to being like, you know, helping to lead this movement of evolution. So that would be the full manifestation is like really seeing quantifiable results in, you know, people and families and communities uh, really having a higher vision of themselves in Los Angeles County, learning how to work together, being and living happy in unison, crime rate going down, um, just things flourishing in so many ways that I can't even uh, begin, but it all starts from you know, uh, and what 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 I believe is how the man of color, which is the, the the head of the family in that particular way, how he views himself. Because if he can get his image of himself correct and clear with love and his identity and his and his divinity, um, then everything else will, will 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 go from there. Because if he can protect and provide and be the leader he's supposed to be. And everything else will fall in place. When you're when you're not threatened because someone's different, or there's a um, a space that doesn't feel comfortable, and you have that esteem and that empowerment, um, it does make all the difference in the world, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like we're all we're all. There's nothing to be intimidated by. But with any of us, there's no need for me to be intimidated by you or you by me or anybody else. That only comes from, in my experience, of, of ego and, and really not knowing who we truly are on the inside, in our heart, in our soul, where we come from and how we're made. You know, once we start to remember who we are and remove the, from from our ego, from our head into our heart, and we remember that, hey, I'm a, I'm a part of this I'm a part of this beautiful song, as as my former wife would say. I'm a part of this beautiful song, and and I got to play my note properly, because if one note is off in a song, ah, you know, it really kind of takes away from the entire song. 
but I'm, I'm a beautiful note. You're a beautiful note, and we're all different notes. But collectively, we're here to make something very beautiful together. And so there's no competition between the notes of a song. They're, they're, you just got to just be true to your note, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. Then we can just drop in and we can really create something bigger than all of us. Mm. That's very powerful. Well, give us a, I love the storytelling component. Um, and I know you have lots of stories where either a <laughs> young girl has a different yeah. feeling, you know, towards her relationship with, with a, with a man or, um, a woman has learned that it's not necessary or a man has learned it's not necessary to have false power, you know, cause false power is power over people. The kind of power we're talking about is, is dominion within your own understanding of who you are. So do you have, have you had, it's not a question of have you, I know you have, what comes to mind with a couple of individuals that come into your heart that you go, gosh, that was wonderful to see. Uh, the light coming back on. Uh, what specific, can you clarify that question? I know that was very, it went all the way around the corner and back. Did you feel that? <laughs> we had to even there. stop and put gas in the car. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Let me know where to jump in. I'm going to jump right I mean, in. Let me, let me just say like, mm, and I haven't even had chocolate today. So let's, let's give that a reboot. So you had, you had men go through the program You've had some kids take some of the things. Um, so that being said, uh, how have some of those people been impacted? Like they've written you a card or oh, they called you, you later you, and yeah. said, oh, my gosh, yeah. Kiko, oh. I was this way before. And now let yeah. me tell you how I am. A story. Me, okay. About, yeah. Then no, I get better no, that I'll, time. I'll give you a story, <laughs> you a story of, 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 of my, my butt getting whooped. Uh, and it's a beautiful butt getting whooped, a beautiful butt whooping, I'll just say. Uh, one, one of the first ones that really um, stands out and, and really is my, was my first uh, venture into true manhood, uh, which is when uh, a woman in, in a rape prevention seminar, she was having a hard time. Because, look, look, when we do these seminars, women, you know, they, they, when we used to do these, they would come in, like, you know, scared and like kind of suppressed, you know, kind of like with the world, the world is not always supportive and, 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 and a lot of us just expanding and taking a space. So they would come in and, and be kind of like afraid, not having a voice, not having an opinion, not knowing, you know, not really. And so I was having a hard time, which is fine. You, you know, with this lady trying to take me down, she was supposed to pull the back of my head, my hair and take me down. Cause we had already been training for a couple of hours and when she was trying to do this move and I said, you have to unleash, your fierce, powerful, feminine energy through your physicality, through your voice, and you have to use it, direct it towards that hand and pull my hair to take me down because wherever the head goes, the body will follow. And we were trying to get her to do it. She's like, I just don't want to hurt you. I'm like, look, you're not going to hurt me. I think I'll be okay. Trust me, I'll be okay. So she finally broke through. She pulled my hair, and she slammed me down. That was the first time that happened because I don't know what happened to me, but she slammed me down, and I literally, like, it was like a phoenix going into the ashes and then bursting up into flames. Like, I burst up into flames, and I yelled at her with so much, like, victory, and I said, that's what I'm talking about. You, and it was just fire, and she was, she was just, um, you know, free. 
from there, like she broke through. Uh, another lady uh, in, a, in, a, in one of the rape prevention seminars, you know, was, uh, I remember her name, Julie. She was an um, African-American lady. She was light-skinned. She was small, like five foot three, 110 pounds. She was tiny. And she was laying down on a mat. And, and there was like about 15 women surrounding us in a circle. And she was, she was supposed to lay in the mat and pretend like she was asleep. And she had two instructors by her head. I was outside of the circle with a ski mask, and I had a rubber knife. All the ladies, they touched the rubber knife. They, they saw it was a rubber knife. The lady that was on the floor saw it was a rubber knife. But this is an emotional test. And to see how you could actually navigate your emotions and be patient and then strike. So long story short, I, when I finally go in to the circle, you know, because I let her lay there, lay there for, you know, three, four, five, six minutes until I really felt her guard was like, going down until she was really kind of, you know, her guard was down. And then I, I, I mounted her and, you know, bringing in my acting skills, you know, you know, bringing in the acting skills, like I, you know, put that rubber knife to her throat and, and talking viciously to her and, and making sure that she's challenged emotionally. So if it ever happens in the world, if anything, it's like those things are not going to rock you, rock you emotionally. So you still be able to have your center. So, just, you know, really mounted her, and she struggled a little bit. And instructors are working with her, talking by her head and her ears, say, wait, be patient, be patient, wait for your window of opportunity to strike. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're really reenacting what could be a rape scenario, right? And she finds her window of opportunity. I don't know when it was. She flipped me all over and got on top of me, and she, this woman, unleashed. I've never been more scared in my life, in my life, because, because it wasn't it was so much the physicality, physicality, it was because she unleashed her feminine emotions, emotions upon me upon through her physicality, and, and you just, it's, it's, it's like, you just don't want to mess with a woman, you don't want to mess with a woman's child, you, you don't want to mess with that aspect of a woman, and that got unleashed upon me, and I just remember, I kept yelling, I was like, all right, cut, cut, you got it, you got it, you cut, and she wouldn't stop. <laughs> and so they, they had to pull her, they had to go down by her feet and pull her down off of me by her feet. Uh, and, and I remember when she was being pulled off of me, her claws were just like dragging down off of my chest, like all the way down. And I'm like, whew. And that was just like tremendous. And um, so those have always been really, really great. And then like, like, and like now, working with like, say, for example, I do a relationship coaching, if we just smash forward to now, um, you know, the, the women that I work with, with relationship, um, and having them to understand their relationship with their man has been really tremendous. Like they've really known how to remove their attachment to wanting things from him and really invested in their own personal growth and their own personal power. And that inspires the man. Like when a man can see a woman who's invested in herself and she's not trying to change him. She may want great things for him, but she's not trying to nag him or change him or say, I need, you know what I'm saying? She said, you know what? I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to lead the way. And if you want to come with me, then you can do that. You can continue to grow. That's been really, really tremendous, and it's, that's very. I just see that time and time and time again. And then I'll just say the last one with the men. It's been to whereas the man has really 
transformed from being insecure and um, really uh, in his ego and, you know, being angry and being detached to a man that actually knows how to, that is okay with saying I love you. So he goes from a man that can't say I love you to a man that feels confident saying I love you to another man and being able to express his emotions from a man that's cut off and taught that we can't and shouldn't express our emotions, that we shouldn't cry, to a man realizing that, hey, this is a part of me, that it actually makes me a, a fully activated man if I can embrace and learn how to identify my emotions and then how to express them in a healthy manner. So it's all about, like, those transitions from, like, bondage, really, for all of us, to having that sort of personal freedom and how do I take up space? How do I move? How do I express myself authentically? So, um, yeah, it's just tons. And then with the kids, I might even start with the kids. They're just all over. They're just amazing. Kids, I have the most fun because then I really get to be silly and be a kid. Like I have like a big excuse when I'm working with kids. So that's really a lot of fun as well, too. (laughs) That's your people, right? Your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's like, oh yeah, that's my tribe working with the kids and I have a five-year-old, and oh my gosh, she's teaching me all the time. It's absolutely fascinating. We actually kind of have it backwards in our culture, don't we? It's the it's yeah. the youth that they come in and they don't have to pay mortgages and they're not preoccupied <laughs> with a, a a car payment and they're just pure spirit, you know, like you said, divinity before humanity. And it's amazing that the things that they they offer from a heart space they uh, they have a, the potential of waking a lot of people back back up, you know, for sure. Um, let's elaborate uh, a little bit with our with our few minutes because I want to address the Maat University. And so um, let's let's tell some individuals, you know, what they can expect and what they can look for in going into the university. Because I believe me, you know, knowing and having founded one um, that's about the same age as yours, it it's a lot of a lot of work and intention. So um, share with us some more about that. Sure, sure. Really, it's 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 for it's first of all, it's for everybody. But also, when uh, com- the community of color, when the culture like views it, I want our culture to see us doing yoga as well. You know, developing ourselves as well. So it becomes something that is easy to accept and easy to do. It's very easy to do it when you see somebody yourself that's doing it, plain and simple. Um, so that's, that's what it serves for, but it's open for everybody. And we have, a, you know, we have different courses from yoga, from men's development to uh, we'll be launching the youth uh, a little later on, maybe later on this year. Um, so it's a variety of different types of courses, female empowerment, safe, self-defense, um, breath work, meditation. And so we, we laid the foundation for those types of courses. And, you know, as we move forward this year, uh, when we did it last year as well, we're, in, we're integrating the live classes element. So, you know, coming this year is we're going to have uh, live classes, live yoga classes seven days a week with other types of live classes where uh, people can interact with the their their instructors do yoga do everything personal development 
it's anything that's personal development that will help us to raise our vibration, you know, whether it be from eating better foods to yoga to meditation to setting goals, you know, all the different elements that we need to learn how to live an everyday productive life where we can be happy, where we're healthy, where we're balanced individuals. So that's that's an ever-evolving uh, school, uh, and it's online currently. Uh, we will have a uh, – and that's a, a couple of years out where we're going to do retreats because uh, I love doing workshops and retreats, and I've been a part of many of myself, and I've done lots of workshops myself. But this last year, obviously, has been a big, you know, transition. So we're, we're not doing a retreat right now, but we'll have a, a home for Mahat University to whereas we will – uh, it will be a retreat center. Um, so that's the direction that we're going. But right now we're really solidifying and building our online presence and really want to get back to where that's really cranking, where we're doing, we're impacting our community in a significant way with personal development um, education. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I have really missed being with people in, in retreat kind of settings and, because the richness of relationship can happen when you're when you're with somebody with a focused amount of time. So it, it it's been a missing for for all of us, and and hopefully you'll be able to to start those um, pretty soon. How did you come about using the the goddess name Mayat? I mean, did that did that come from a, an awareness or? Yeah, it, it did. I went to Africa a few years ago, and when I get got back, you know, I saw the pyramids, and I just seen all of the, we traveled up and down the Nile, and I traveled with an educational, um, like, a tour, and it was really amazing. And, and when I, you know, they kept talking about, like, you know, awakening your ancestral DNA, and when I got back home, you know, I it just, I was tweaked. I was tweaked, more accurate to, you know, me. And um, just everything just started aligning. And, you know, I've always been attracted to the, the principle of truth. And um, even through yoga, Kundalini Yoga, being a Kundalini Yoga instructor, I was, I was always um, attracted to this mantra in the very beginning. And I didn't even know what it meant. But it was, it was uh, such city, city akal, city akal, ma'akal, ma'akal, satanamakal, murati waheguru. And that basically means the true great, the true great, great deathless, great deathless, beyond death, truth is a name. Uh, um, uh, divinity of the divine or celebration of the divine. That's what that mantra means. And I was so attracted to it because, and when I finally found out what it meant like three months later, I was like, oh, well, of course I love that because that I'm already, I already know that I love truth. Truth has been like my nav navigation thing. So, uh, and Ma'at stands for uh, truth, justice, balance, order, harmony, righteousness and reciprocity and that's just you know in in, in ancient uh, uh civilizations in africa that was just a way of living those what those principles really guided us like truthfully we really were personally dedicated to living those principles so that's something that i'm i i, I would love to have that i really set as the guiding principle of the school and and radiating out however far it can radiate because I don't think if you have, I think I don't think we never have uh, can never have a, too much truth, justice, harmony, balance, or the reciprocity and righteousness. You know, I don't think we can ever have too much of that. So that's what brought that on, and um, uh, that's that's I just want that to hold the space. So that's uh, 
we'll we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see you know people tend to love it and like it so we'll see how it um it'll do what it's supposed to do i trust that mm, absolutely and and stay in touch i'd love to kind of be aware of what you're doing or if you have something else that you're putting a lot of energy into have your publicist have your people contact my people and let's do something <laughs> else you know because i will do that really really applaud you you know for what you're doing and i I want to encourage everybody to go to Kiko Ellsworth's uh, website as well as his Instagram. And I'm telling you on his Instagram, if you scroll down, you're going to see a guy with some muscle belly there is what I'm talking about. I'm like ready to go walk <laughs> no, around the block. I'm off. like, look at you. Now that's impressive. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you are so wrong. I don't think you. you transferred your head on somebody else's body. I'm like, look at you. No. You are in shape. Rocket, rocket, rocket. Yeah. That's that's the way to live, right? Is to take care of yourself and, and maintain that physical body as well. It all it all goes together because without that's right. that, you know, what else are we gonna be and what else are we gonna do? But I've encouraged everybody to go and pink in. If nothing else, mm-hmm. they're gonna be curious to see what I'm talking about, right? There you go. I shave, baby. I shave. You're putting out out some good work. And um, I love your posters and your quotes. And you're spot on living the truth. It's been a pleasure to be with you, Kiko Ellsworth. And thank you, wonderful audience that we have. And we appreciate everything that you do and how you promote our show. And God bless you. And we shall see all of you again. And it's an amazing journey we call life. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.